For the Athletic Podcast Network, this is The Update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Bill Lasky, former San Francisco Giants right-hander and current Giants postgame weekend radio host with KNBR about the Giants' rotation and preparation for the upcoming 2021 season. The Giants have added a plethora of arms to this potential rotation. Johnny Cueto and Kevin Gossman, the returning pitchers with Logan Webb and Tyler Beatty duking it out for a spot in the rotation. But Anthony DiScalfani coming in from the Cincinnati Reds. They've added Aaron Sanchez, previously of the Houston Astros and the Toronto Blue Jays. Also, Scott Casimir just signed, as well as many other that will be duking it out for a spot in the Giants rotation. All things we can talk about with Bill Lasky, who joins me next. It's Wednesday, February 24th. It is always a pleasure to welcome my good friend Bill Lasky to the program, to the Update Podcast. Bill, how are you, man? I, I know you were just telling me you were out getting your sprints in. You're like in, in early spring training form, flagpole to flagpole, right? <laughs> Yeah, those are the days when you did flagpole the flagpole, and then you have pitching coaches throwing balls out in the outfield like a quarterback, and if you dropped it, you had to do another one. But uh, yeah, it's a beautiful day out here today in the peninsula, and I'm at my track doing my sprints and jogging, so I feel good. Spring's here. Was spring training like a nervous time for you? Like in your memories of getting to camp and getting worked out, I know you show up and you've got a lot of veterans there when you're a young guy, but what was uh, what was spring like for you? What was the process like? Was it fun? Was it nervous? Was it anxious? Tell us about it. I think once, you know, as a pitcher, I was a starting pitcher. So when I first got there, I was competing for a job. And there was no doubt, you know, I was competing with some great pitchers back in Giants days in 81, 82. And then once I became part of that rotation, the mindset was getting myself ready for the season because I knew I had a spot in that rotation. So it was about amping up on what pitches I wanted to warm up, how many times I wanted to throw a slider or a curveball. And then you just start inking it in, you know, throwing on the side. This is what I want to do. Then in the game, you had 40 pitches, 60 pitches. So that was the kind of mindset I had. As long as by the end of that spring training, I was up to about 100 pitches, then I was all ready to go. You know, it's funny. I was just looking in, in the last couple of days, a lot of the Giants starters, and I want to talk about some of the rotation pieces or potential rotation pieces for this year, but I saw that a bunch of the starters started facing hitters. How early in camp did you guys start doing that? Because it seems now like the players just show up, the pitchers and catchers report, the hitters show up about a week later, and the position players, and they're like, yeah, get in the box. It's time to take some hacks against these guys. How quick were you up there facing live hitters in the box? Well, you wanted to. You know, you were tired of throwing on the side. You were tired of throwing to the glove. You were tired of using the same pitches. You know, I'm going to throw 15 sliders today. I'm going to throw a couple curveballs. You wanted to throw against live hitters. And a lot of times you gauged how you threw against BP. And let me tell you, some of those hitters are going up there going, hey, I'm going to take some rips off you today. And then you're out there going, oh, really? You really are? And then it turns into a little competition type thing. But, you know, most of the time, the hitters knew what we were throwing because we'd say, okay, crossing fastballs, next five. But I'm trying to hit targets through that whole thing. So whatever they do, they're doing. So it's kind of, I'm getting my work in, they're getting their work in, but you want to face live hitting. The more live hitting you face, the better you're going to get. It's sort of funny because the Giants now are not just out there getting these guys they're working, but they're really trying to evaluate which of these starters they signed are going to be in this rotation. And you and I did the fan festing last weekend. We heard a lot of the conversation from Kapler and from Farhan about the additions of DiScalfani and Alex Wood and which guys are bulk bullpen guys. Is there a guy you've got your eye on? It's a lot of additions. Basically, nobody who could end up in the rotation, Bill, is under contract for 2022. Is there somebody you've got your eye on? Are you looking for Gosman to build on what he put? together last year is it maybe Alex Wood is it Aaron Sanchez off an injury who are you most intrigued by in these additions 
when we talk about these one-year contracts, and of course, a couple of them, you know, had problems either with injury or they didn't pitch that much last year. I really worry about the whole rotation because Gosman had a great year, no doubt about it. What do you have 13, 14 starts? That's not 30. That's not 28. There's a whole second half of the season with him. Now, we know how good he was, and we know how he gauged throwing strikeouts, had good velocity. Johnny Cueto's a big question mark in my mind. He did not throw well last year. I know we talked Tommy John and about coming back and everything, but that's one guy I got a big question mark on because I don't know what he's going to bring to the table this year. His velocity was down last year. He really didn't throw well at all in September. So that's my first question mark is, what is Johnny Cueto going to bring to us this year? Then you got the three newcomers. How are these guys going to fit in? How well can they fit in and go four or five innings? Can they do that? Or is there going to be a bridge guy in the middle there that's going to take him through five, six, seven innings? So it's going to be a question mark on all these starters. I love Gosman, but I just don't know what's going to happen when he gets to mid-July or August and see what kind of depth he's going to bring. Well, don't forget, last year, I think Gosman's first outing, he pitched four innings, as you mentioned, in the middle of a ball game. I don't think he made his first start. I don't think his first outing was a start for him last year. And Drew Smiley was here, and now he's moved on to the Atlanta Braves. But question for you, just as far as the management style of this is going to go, because I know in, in the past, you and I have had conversations, last season particularly, about how they handled the bullpen, and we were critical of, of some of the moves and decisions that were made. Yes, we were. <laughs> From a talent evaluation standpoint, do you think they did a good job looking back at 2020 as far as taking inventory at, at what it is that they have? They did, of course, move some of those pieces. Trevor Gott is gone. Sam Coonrod is gone. What do you think of the talent evaluation from the beginning of 2020 till start of 2021 now? Yeah, I think they've done a good job. I really do. And, you know, analytics all take a place with all this because they're looking at every kind of spin rate, any kind of speed, velocity, what pitches have been thrown here and what part of the uh, batting box that they're looking at. I mean, they're doing a very good job at that. I really think that's one thing that can push them to get a better pitcher. And, you know, when, when you keep talking about evaluations of pitchers, the evaluation they did on all these guys they picked up were all about analytics. The spin rate on a curveball. He's got a good change of velocity. That's all you heard, you know, velocity, velocity. Sure, that's great. But they got to get out there and pitch and they got to put zeros on the board. That's the evaluation that I'm looking for. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Is it funny to you when you hear about guys, because it's funny you're hanging on like on a couple of these notes and things that we've heard over the offseason. Like, they signed Matt Whistler, right, this relief pitcher, and there was a lot of talk that he's thrown like something like 87% sliders, and then Jake McGee was a 96% four-seam fastball guy. Is that sort of crazy to you as, as a, a guy who pitched in the 80s, thinking, boy, they're out here throwing one pitch every time out? It's amazing to me that they can get away with it. And now saying it, so now the opposition is going to go, Whistler's going to throw me a slider three out of four times, <laughs> and McGee's going to throw me fastballs. I mean, they come out and say that. Well, the opposition is hearing that. Now, they better come up with a different idea for another pitch. Now, the slider, Whistler's got a fantastic slider, really good. How long is that elbow going to not be bothered by it? Because you keep throwing it, that elbow's going to start biting pretty quick. So he's going to have to come up with something else. You know, you and I talked a little bit about the fan fest when Alex Wood was talking about more change-ups. Logan Webb said, I'm working on a changeup. This is a pitch that everybody should be throwing somewhere in that arsenal. There should be an off-speed pitch that knocks that bat backwards. And I say knock it off because you want that weight of the hitter to move forward and the changeup comes in, they get an easy out. Those changeups save a lot of pitches. 
And I think the starting rotation needs to do that. It's funny. They start doing that with younger kids now, too. Like, don't teach them sliders and curveballs. Teach them that changeup because everybody's throwing so hard and trying to pump it in on the hands. You can drop one of those changeups low and away from somebody and have them go fishing for it. And so, you know, in, in talking about that, is that a weird thing for guys to put out there? I want to throw more changeups. I want to throw my curveball more. I want to throw my fastball more. Like, we're talking about putting it out there. Like, we're in an era where there is so much data and so much out there. Does what a guy say matter at all? Or is it all just about what he's doing between the lines? I think these pitching coaches are trying to open their minds up to use more pitches. I think that's what all these pitching coaches are using analytics for. If they can show them you don't have a use of a fastball and a slider, you need a third pitch. And in the big leagues, I believe you need four pitches because four pitches gives you two breaking balls, a good fastball, and a changeup. And if you can isolate on four pitches or even three pitches coming out of the bullpen, that gives you an arsenal of pitches to go after hitters. And, you know, the whole key is you see all the time when a relief pitcher comes in, the opposing team pulls the book out and they're telling the hitters, this is what he likes to throw. That's what they're basing off of. So change it up, mix it up a little bit. And I think that's what I'm hoping to hear by them using more changes. I hope so, too. I also think it, it makes me wonder if there's like a place for, you know, Sergio Romo's still out there, right? We're talking about guys who throw only sliders. Sergio Romo signs a deal with the A's, and he's been throwing like 80 miles an hour since he got to the bigs, and he's still <laughs> got a roll, right? So I sort of wonder if those, maybe not pitch to contact, I don't know if that's the right term, but if those location guys who don't pump heat all the time, is there still a role for those guys in the game? I look at Sergio Romo, he throws the Frisbee, and that Frisbee's still a dynamic pitch, no-dot slider, as they used to call it. But you know what? He's still got it, and he's still getting people out. And like you said, he doesn't have anything overpowering. He's not going to get the fastball by you. So you're going to go up there looking slider. The tilt he has on that slider might be flat one and then one real good one. So he's got different ways of throwing that slider, and I think that's why he's been in the game so long. And I'll tell you, he's had a good career, no doubt. Yeah, Bill, you work on your EFIS, man. We may have a spot for you, dude. We may have an inning or something you can work on. <laughs> hey, you know what it is, Al? You bring the mound in to 50 feet, and I got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> then, you won't, then you won't be bouncing balls anymore, dude. You can be pumping that fastball 80 miles an hour. I may not have any heat, though, for him. I'll, I'll still throw a slider in there once in a while. They'll be like, that big tall guy out there looks like he throws harder than he does, man. You'd be like Rick Russell painting up there, dude. <laughs> John Tudor, Frank Tanano, we could throw a lot of them out there. Yeah, <laughs> Bill, it's always fun, dude. We'll catch up with you again when the season gets closer. I want to pick your brain on on the rotation when we know who's in it. Adam, thanks for inviting me on. I appreciate everything. I love listening to your podcast. You guys are doing a great job in there. And uh, keep it up, buddy, and I'll talk to you as the season goes. All right, man. Get your sprints in, Bill. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Good stuff from Bill Lasky there. And the Giants last weekend did mention they might be looking at potentially a five-man rotation or a six-man rotation. They could be having a couple of bulk inning guys out there. As we mentioned, Logan Webb could be eating a bulk of those innings. Alex Wood could be a guy who comes out of the bullpen. All just sort of depends on how this spring training shakes out. But we'll be with you all spring long, taking you through the ups and the downs, the trials and tribulations of this Giants roster. Thank you to Bill, thank you to Brian, and thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever it is you're listening to us. The Warriors are getting ready to wrap up the first half of this 2020-2021 NBA season. Warriors will wrap up their road trip. They'll return home Friday night to take on the Charlotte Hornets after that disaster of a game last Saturday in Charlotte where Draymond was ejected at the end. And then they'll wrap up the first half of the season next week. So into some Warrior basketball on Friday. But until then, enjoy the week. We'll talk to you then. Thank you.